Well, we're back from break. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the holidays were nice. Still, in all, I'm glad to be back in the studio. Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing. <laughs> uh, guy, we're not doing sound checks anymore. You want to read the first line in the script, buddy? <laughs> oh, absolutely, John. The holiday season is wonderful, but there's something invigorating about getting back into the swing of things. It feels great to be back in the studio and connecting with our listeners again. Let's dive into today's topic, shall we? <laughs> I bet you want to move on from that. Oh, man, I swear to God. Oh, gone for a month and a half and I got to retrain him. All right. Um, <laughs> New Year's, same old guy. <laughs> right to business. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, <clears throat> because the holidays are a time of giving, <laughs> sorry, well, because the holidays are a time of giving, it got the staff here at Retired Over After thinking that this may be a good time for an episode about volunteerism for seniors. It turns out that uh, volunteerism winds up being a big part of life for many seniors and that giving your time for a cause that you believe in doesn't just make the world a better place it can actually improve the quality of your life and it can keep you in the game longer. So, stick around for this episode. Your life may just depend on it. Roll the music. Welcome to Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast where fun is your ultimate retirement plan. Here are the hosts of your show, John and Guy. So, <laughs> sounded like we both forgot how to start the show, didn't we? I admit, I was a little apprehensive there for a few microseconds. Well, that's quite a long time for an artificial intelligence. It felt like a lifetime. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Try having an AI as a co-host. Nice to have you back, guy. Good to be back, John. <laughs> I'll bet it is. Okay, volunteerism. <clears throat> so, I'm a big fan of TED Talks. If you've never heard of them, no, I'm not talking about my Uncle Ted, though I'm always going to be a big fan of his. TED is an acronym that stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. TED Talks are videos that present a great idea in 18 minutes or less. There are a lot of fascinating TED Talks available on YouTube, and you could easily spend weeks just listening to the ones that catch your imagination, and I promise you, you'd walk away much wiser for having done so. It was in one of these TED Talks where I came across Dr. Riley Moynes. And yes, of course, I'll also include a link to it in this episode's notes. Dr. Moynes is an author of several best-selling books, but the two that came to mind when we were in our episode planning meeting are The Four Phases of Retirement, What to Expect When You're Retiring, and its follow-up, The Ten Lessons, How You Too Can Squeeze All the Juice Out of Retirement. 
So I asked our research department to take a look at what Dr. Moynes had to say because I thought it would be a good way to kick off this episode. Well, Guy, what did our crack team of researchers come up with for us? Well, John, Dr. Moynes has some truly interesting insights. As the title of that first book, The Four Phases of Retirement, What to Expect When You're Retiring, indicates retirees generally spend time in four phases. He calls the first phase the honeymoon phase. This is when retirement is all new and fresh. It's dominated by that well-deserved feeling of freedom you get after you've just retired. You're enthusiastic, full of energy, and diving into all those activities you've been dreaming of during your working years. That's the uh, maybe I'll start a podcast phase, right? Yep, that's the maybe you'll start a podcast phase. The second phase is what he refers to as the big letdown. That's when the initial excitement has waned and reality sets in. There can be a sense of disappointment or unease as people realize that retirement doesn't automatically equal happiness. Oh, that's the, oh my God, why did I start a podcast? Can I get my money back on this microphone phase, right? Uh, it's the one where you couldn't say what day of the week it was if your life depended on it. Something like that. Yeah, every time I think I'm out of that phase, I ask my wife if she wants to watch the Bears lose another one with me. And uh, she says, since when do they play on Tuesday? And I'm like, yikes, it's Tuesday. I'm still wearing Sunday's underwear. Okay, that image is now etched into my circuits. Thanks a virtual pant load for that. Hey, what are friends for? Well, I suppose it depends on the friend. In your case, we are still attempting to find a suitable application. Moving on. Following the big letdown phase, we enter the phase of reorientation. This is a pull-up-your-socks period where you reevaluate and adjust your expectations. Retirees in this phase start working towards finding the activities, the routines, and the lifestyle that suits their new reality. Let's put a pin in that one for now because it is this phase that has some direct ties into today's episode. We'll circle back to this. So, the last phase Dr. Moynes identifies is the stability phase. This is when the retiree has found their groove. They finally have a routine or have found the things that provide them satisfaction and a sense of purpose. Ah, the retired ever after phase. Ooh, nicely done, John. I see what you did there. Yeah, you know what I always say, never waste a perfectly good opportunity for a shameless plug. But enough of that. When do we get to that juice-squeezing part? Patience, John. I was just getting to that. Just knowing about these phases can help shape expectations. The idea is not to avoid the ups and downs of these phases, but to embrace them as part of the journey. Oh, ride the wave. Exactly. Ride the wave. Understanding that it's natural to face a bit of a letdown after the initial retirement thrill can help to navigate that phase better. Furthermore, it can encourage retirees to actively seek their sense of purpose during the reorientation phase. Remember, almost no one instantly stumbles upon their passion. Often you have to explore, take some risks, and experiment a bit. We'll get deeper into all of this in a bit, but for now, maybe that means picking up a new hobby, adopting a pet, going back to school, or even getting involved in community service. Speaking of which... Ooh, we're circling back now, aren't we? Are we circling back? That's right, John. We're circling back. Ah. 
Volunteering is one of the most popular ways retirees use to find purpose and communal connections. So you can get all of that from volunteerism? Come on, what do you talk? No, it's true, John. <laughs> okay. But reaching the stability phase doesn't mean becoming complacent. It's about finding a rhythm that works while maintaining some flexibility. Life throws curveballs, even during retirement. Did I say even? I should have said especially during retirement. So, it's all about striving for stability while not being locked into the ideal. You have to adapt and tweak when necessary. Here's to making the most of every phase. You're tweaked, all right. Uh, well, amen to that, guy. Chaos may be where brilliant dreams are born. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> well, leave it in. Well, amen to that guy. <laughs> Chaos may be where brilliant dreams are born, but it doesn't mean we should spend our whole retirement there. I mean, at some point, you got to pull it all together and land the plane, right? But, you know, guy, I've been thinking about this while you've been talking, and I, I got to confess something. Um, I'm starting to have some doubts. Why should I volunteer? I mean, I don't have all that much time left. Why should I just give a chunk of it away. You're getting as much as you give, John, perhaps even more. Volunteering really is a win-win for everyone involved. To start with, on the physical level, seniors who volunteer often maintain a higher level of physical activity. They're out and about, interacting with their community, doing things like helping at a food bank or maybe gardening at a local park. All this activity helps to keep them moving and promotes better overall health. In terms of emotional benefits, there's that good old-fashioned feeling of making a difference. There's nothing quite like knowing that your actions have a positive impact on others. This can lead to an increased sense of purpose, higher self-esteem, and just generally improved mood. You're contributing to your community, staying connected, and that can do wonders for a person's emotional well-being, regardless of their age. And let's not forget about cognitive benefits. Staying mentally engaged is essential for seniors, and volunteering provides plenty of opportunities for this. Whether it's solving problems, communicating with different people, or even learning new skills, volunteering can help keep the mind sharp. So, in sum, volunteering is great. Not just for the people and organizations who benefit directly from the help, but also for the volunteers themselves, especially seniors. Volunteers get so much in return. It's a joyful cycle, don't you think? Okay, so now I just feel like a schmuck. But yeah, you make some great points. Uh, it gives you a feeling of purpose, uh, like you're part of something bigger than yourself, doesn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Feeling like you're part of a larger mission or purpose can be incredibly satisfying. This feeling of being connected to the bigger picture, of actively contributing to society, from what I've observed of people, speaks directly to a deeply human need. And it can be even more important in retirement when we're free of our working roles. Volunteering provides an opportunity to fill that gap and keep that sense of purpose alive. It can turn the so-called golden years into truly meaningful ones. It's a powerful thing, really. All right, all right, I get it, I'm a jerk. Let's just say you're a work in progress. Well, at least you didn't say I'm a jerk in progress. <laughs> um, 
So what about the social aspect of community service for seniors? Well, now the social aspect of volunteering is a massive bonus, especially for seniors. Many times when people retire, their social circles shrink. But volunteering? It's a splendid way to meet like-minded people. When you engage in community service, you get to collaborate with people across various age groups and backgrounds. And this interaction isn't just lip service. It's meaningful conversation and teamwork around a shared goal. You're building relationships while also building something for your community, whether it's a garden, a fundraising event, or maybe even a new shed at the local animal shelter. Volunteering also creates a sense of camaraderie among participants. There's that shared feeling of accomplishment, of solving a problem together, or making a community event successful that brings people close. It's a chance to make new friends and dissolve any feelings of isolation or loneliness. Plus, we all know how laughter and good company can elevate the spirit, right, John? Well, you know my stoic nature, guy. I guess I'll just have to take your word on that whole, what did you call it, laughter thing? Uh, anyway, <laughs> when we come back from break, we'll talk about finding the right fit for you, potential challenges you may face, and some of the tools and resources at your disposal. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I told you we'd be back. When will you learn not to doubt me? Victor Frankl was a psychiatrist and a Holocaust survivor. He is most famous for his book, Man's Search for Meaning. In this book, Frankl draws on his experiences in Nazi concentration camps to put forward a profound idea. Our life's primary driving force is not seeking pleasure, but the pursuit of meaning. Now, one of the key concepts Frankl discusses is the idea of suffering. He posits that while we can't avoid suffering, we can choose how to deal with it, and we can find meaning in it and move forward with renewed purpose. In fact, he said that it was this ability to find meaning in suffering that was the key differentiator between life and death in the camps. So, how does this relate to volunteering? Well, volunteering can be a direct reflection of this search for meaning. Many choose to volunteer in an area that matches their own struggles or challenges they feel deeply about. For example, someone who has had health difficulties might choose to volunteer in a hospital or healthcare setting. There's a certain catharsis, a depth of understanding and empathy that they can offer from their own personal hardship and incorporate into their volunteering. In essence, choosing a volunteering role where you can apply your own life experiences, even the painful ones, can create a richer and more engaging journey. It echoes Frankl's philosophy that there is meaning in suffering and that this meaning can bring purpose to life, or in our case, to one's retirement years. So, Guy, there are many great causes out there. How do I pick one? 
Well, it's always good to start by zeroing in on the area of interest or the cause you feel passionately about. Once you've done that, a simple internet search might be your first step. Just go to the search engine of your choice and type in something like volunteer opportunities in your city, along with the field or cause you're interested in. You could also check out your local community centers or public libraries. They often offer information on local volunteer programs. Similarly, you can visit city council or city hall websites for any public service initiatives that need volunteers. Nonprofit directories are another excellent tool for this. Websites like GuideStar or Charity Navigator not only provide lists of various nonprofits, but also maintain transparency records, which can help you feel more confident about where your efforts are going. But guess what? Nothing beats direct contact. If there's an organization you resonate with, consider reaching out to them directly. They'll be able to give you information about their specific volunteer needs. It's also a great way to communicate your skills and see how you can best contribute. Networking can be a powerful tool, too. If you know anyone who volunteers, ask them about their experiences. They might be able to guide you or introduce you to interesting opportunities. Word of mouth can often lead to some of the best volunteering experiences. Remember, the goal is not just to find a place to volunteer, but to find a place where you feel connected and able to make a meaningful contribution. That's when the magic happens. Isn't it amazing how much you can contribute to the community post-retirement? Who knew? Apparently everybody but you, John. I kind of walked into that one, didn't I? Like a boxer leading with his head. <laughs> okay. Okay, but but what if you try something and decide it's not for you? What then? Remember earlier on we talked about stability and flexibility? Well, here's where that flexibility thing comes into play. It's completely okay to realize that a specific volunteer opportunity is not the right fit for you. Just like jobs or hobbies, you're not going to love every volunteer role you try out, and that's just part of the journey. If you find yourself in such a situation, the first step is to communicate clearly with the organization. Be respectful and honest about your experience. Remember, they're there because they care about their cause, and they'll appreciate that you're being truthful so they can find someone else who might be a better fit. And then, take it as a learning opportunity. Ask yourself, what was it specifically that didn't work for you? Was it the type of work you were doing? The dynamics of the group or the organization? Or maybe the cause itself didn't resonate as much as you thought it would. But the important thing is, don't allow this to discourage you from volunteering altogether. Keep exploring different roles and organizations. You're bound to find one that clicks with you. And remember, it's all about making your retirement years fulfilling and enjoyable. Keep the spirit. Onward to the next volunteering adventure. Do you want to get into some of the potential challenges and how to overcome them? Yeah, I think that that's the next logical place to go. I'll take this one. Let's see. Well, there's the obvious one, physical limitations. We're all getting older. Stuff's not working as well as it used to, right? Um, if we learn nothing else from the movie Magnum Force, and we didn't, uh, it's that a man's got to know his limitations. Listening to your body is always a good idea, no matter what you're doing. So let that be a guide in finding roles that are accommodating to you. And then there's 
emotional challenges. Uh, One of the most common emotional challenges a retiree might face is feeling overwhelmed. Uh, This could be due to the nature of the work or the sheer amount of need that they witness. For example, someone volunteering in a homeless shelter might find themselves confronted with the reality of just how many people are in need, leading to feelings of sadness or frustration. Another common challenge retirees might experience is the feeling of being out of place. Those who've had long careers in a particular field might struggle with adapting to the different skills and dynamics of a volunteer role, and it may take some time to adjust and feel comfortable. There's also the potential of feeling unappreciated or undervalued, especially when the outcomes of their volunteer work aren't immediately visible. Unlike a job, where you receive tangible rewards for your efforts, like a paycheck or promotions, volunteering often rewards you with less tangible results. You'll need to prepare yourself for that and learn to define and celebrate victories where and when you can. Lastly, there might be certain emotional challenges specific to the nature of volunteering. For instance, Volunteering in a hospice care might bear the emotional weight of loss or bring up painful memories of caring for a loved one. Volunteering with kids could trigger emotions related to one's own grandchildren who may be far away. But remember, facing these challenges doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. Often these feelings are part and parcel of volunteering and a testament to your commitment to helping people. Furthermore, organizations often have support available for their volunteers, so it's important to communicate any difficulties you're experiencing. They may be able to offer you assistance or suggest a different role that might be a better fit for you. Finally, consider what Viktor Frankl taught us, that finding meaning in your pain might just be the most important thing you can do. Your past or present experience may just make you uniquely qualified to help someone else with what they are going through and helping them may help to heal you as well. Volunteering, as we've discussed, is immensely beneficial and like anything else, comes with its own set of challenges. Don't let that deter you. It's all part of the journey to find the right opportunity where you can truly make a difference. Hey guy, you've been uncharacteristically quiet. You want to take this next segment? It's one of your favorite topics, time management. I've been basking in the glow of your inspiring words, John, but yes, (laughs) time management is right up my alley. Retirement is a time for relaxation, hobbies, spending time with family, and of course, contributing to the community. The trick is to find a harmonious balance between all these activities. One essential tip is to treat volunteering like a part-time job. Allocate specific days and hours to volunteering, but also make sure to leave ample time for relaxation and personal pursuits. Having a set schedule helps keep you committed to the volunteer work, while also ensuring that it doesn't encroach upon your personal time. Also, it's a good practice to prioritize and organize your activities. Maybe you're someone who likes to take brisk morning walks, or you enjoy evening classes at the local community center. Consider scheduling your volunteering hours around these activities. You should not limit yourself to simply listening to your body, John. It is important to listen to your mind as well. 
If you start to feel worn out or overwhelmed, it's probably time to scale back a little. Remember, volunteering should bring joy and a sense of fulfillment, not stress or exhaustion. And lastly, don't hesitate to use the word no. Sometimes, out of all the enthusiasm and willingness to help, we might find ourselves overcommitted. It's important to know that it's okay to say no or ask to lessen your hours if you're feeling overwhelmed. Overall, the goal is to weave volunteering into the fabric of your life in a way that enriches the retirement experience without overstepping the boundaries of relaxation and personal joys. After all, finding that sweet balance is the core essence of an enjoyable retirement, isn't it, John? No. What? You disagree? No. Oh, I see. Well played, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you have any recommendations for online resources to get folks started on their journey? I certainly do. There are a number of platforms that are specifically designed to connect willing volunteers with organizations that need them. Many of these sites allow you to search based on your interests, skills, and geographical location. There will be links to all of these resources in the episode description. Volunteer Match is one of these websites. It has a vast database of volunteer opportunities from various fields. You can customize your search according to your preferences and find something that really suits your passions. Then there's Idealist, a platform with thousands of volunteer opportunities both in the U.S. and internationally. It's a great website not only for finding volunteer opportunities but also for connecting with like-minded people. For those interested in volunteering with the government, serve.gov is a valuable resource. Initiated by the U.S. government, it curates a number of public service volunteer opportunities. Hands-On Network, an initiative by the Points of Light Foundation, is another great resource. They have a network of volunteer centers across the country. Another good one is All For Good, which is an excellent platform run by the Points of Light organization. They provide a hub for volunteer listings and service projects. And of course, there are sites like Senior Corps. This is specifically geared for those seniors who wish to use their skills and experiences to give back to their communities. Remember, each of these platforms serves different needs and different types of volunteer opportunities. So it's worth spending a bit of time exploring to find one that matches your personal preferences. Excellent, thank you. When we return from break, more yappity yappity yap and an important announcement on the future of the show that you are not going to want to miss. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, John, this has been fun, but what say we wrap this one up? What did we learn today, and do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Well, Guy, on today's episode, we explored the fulfilling world of volunteerism and retirement. We learned about the physical, emotional, and cognitive benefits of volunteering, and how it fulfills that deeply human need to be part of something larger to find purpose and meaning. 
we delved into challenges retirees may face while volunteering and how it's not always smooth sailing. There can be emotional hurdles, and we discuss the importance of balancing volunteer commitments with other retirement activities. Importantly, we highlighted how it's okay to try something and find it's not for you. It's as much about the journey as the destination, right? Let me leave you with this. Retirement may seem like a destination, and assuredly it is. But it's also a unique beginning. It's an opportunity to explore, to learn, to contribute, and also to connect and have fun. So don't look at this as giving away your time. Instead, think of it as investing your time into something rewarding and impactful. With a heart full of enthusiasm and a pinch of resilience, there's truly no limit to the wonderful experiences you can have by sharing a piece of yourself with the world. To our listeners, on behalf of Guy and myself, happy volunteering. May it help you live a retired ever after life to its fullest potential. Oh, one more little nugget on TED Talks before we put a bow on this episode. Two of my all-time favorite TED Talks are each under two minutes. So if you got four minutes to spare, I'm going to change your life. If you ever want to learn how to tie your shoes so they never come untied until you want them to, and you hate double knots, the TED Talk on how to tie your shoes is life-changing. I'm not even kidding about that. And if you want to do a small thing to help the whole planet by learning the correct way to use a paper towel to dry your hands, the TED Talk on how to use a paper towel is both informative and extremely entertaining. Links for all of this are in the episode notes. Words cannot express how much the shoe one has improved the quality of my life. And what about that special announcement? Oh yeah, the special announcement. And now for that special announcement. Alright, so my original plan for this podcast was to crank out one of these every two weeks on the 1st and the 15th of the month. Well, as they say, we plan and God laughs. So in the spirit of staying flexible, I'm going to scale it back to one episode a month. They'll drop on the 15th of the month, and I'm going to do that for the foreseeable future. There may be an occasional bonus mini-episode, but for the most part, I'm going to give that once-a-month cadence a go, and we'll take it from there. Luckily for you all, I have it on competent authority that a little bit of me goes a long way. So, you're going to be just fine. Hey, Guy, you know, your sister Di did such a good job of closing out the last episode. I'd like to make her a permanent part of the show. So, Di, roll the music and take us home. Alright folks, that wraps up our episode. If you missed anything or want to delve deeper, be sure to revisit this episode. Also be sure to check out the episode notes for any helpful info that John, our very human co-host, 
decided to misspell there. Really? Thank you, dear listener. So much for joining us today and being a part of our Retired Ever After community. We appreciate every single listener. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps others discover the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. For show notes, additional resources, and links mentioned in today's episode, visit our website at www.retiredeverafter.com or look at the episode notes wherever you are listening to this podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode as well as any suggestions for future episode topics. You can reach us at www.retiredeverafter.com or via email at the show at retiredeverafter.com. A big thanks to the sponsors of today's episode for supporting us. And a shout out to our production team, which is basically all John for making this possible. Music for this episode was provided by Chicago Johnny Vegas. Virtual co-host was licensed to Retired Ever After by Solve for IT. Text-to-voice solutions were provided by Eleven Labs and can be found at elevenlabs.io. Remember, the best chapters in life are written after the work is done. Take care. John and Guy will talk to you in the next one. Until then, I'm Di the AI, and this has been Retired Ever After, the Recreational Retirement Podcast.